welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome to Chip Chat. We're coming to you live from the Intel Developer Forum. I'm Allison Klein, and today I'm joined by Billy Cox, who's the GM of SDI Software Development at Intel, and Jeff Autour, Distinguished Technologist of Server Business Unit at HP. I hope that's right. That is. Well, welcome, guys. Um, why don't we get started by just having you guys introduce yourselves and, and talk a little bit about your backgrounds at the company, at the companies that you represent. Billy, do you want to get started first? Sure, Allison. Great to be here with you, Grin. Great to be able to talk to you again. Uh, this is an exciting topic. So I, uh, GM of the Software Defined Infrastructure, I, I manage the teams doing the development behind the scenes on how we make SDI real. Uh, there's a few areas around rack scale architecture, around a product called Service Assurance Administrator, uh, and some work to specifically in OpenStack to make it enterprise ready. And how about you, Jeff? Uh, I, well, as you say, I'm a technologist with Hewlett Packard and uh, have been there for, oh gosh, over 20 years now doing uh, systems management related topics. And, uh, and actually, Bill and I crossed paths over there for quite a, you know, quite yeah, a number of years back in the combat yeah. days. But, yeah. uh, but I'm currently uh, actually uh, uh, heading up the, the Redfish effort for, on behalf of HP. Uh, and obviously, that's what we're here today to talk about. Yeah, the topic today is Redfish, and it's we're not going to talk about Dr. Seuss. No, we're not. We're talking about a really cool technology development. Oh, come on, Billy. You know one fish, two fish. We can do Dr. Seuss if we want to, but... Uh. Um, well, Redfish um, has been skyrocketing as a high t hot topic in the data center space. Um, Jeff, why don't you give us a definition of what Redfish is um, and you know where it came from? Well, so it, it it came from. Well, I guess to start with, what it is is uh, you know is a is a RESTful interface definition for performing systems management functions for you know, any of the data center infrastructure products. Uh, you know, we're going to start small with a, a defined set of use cases. You know, for uh, for the folks that are using IPMI uh, today on their servers, uh, but the the infrastructure is intended to be. A much broader topic to go both wide and deep and, and tall, I guess. It depends on which direction of the stack you think you're starting from. But uh, it came really from uh, from customers just beating us over the head, looking for a modern interface that that worked with their existing tool sets and the the tool chains that they already understood. Uh, and you know, so this is the you know, we look like geniuses now, you know, providing exactly what the customers have been telling us they absolutely have to have. That's always good when you have that moment. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Billy, RESTful APIs, why do APIs need to be RESTful? Modern languages are easier to use. Uh, are, are, it's easier to access APIs from modern languages if they're RESTful. It's just the languages, language bindings that we have, it's truly easy to use. So it doesn't really matter which language you program in, RESTful is easy to, easy to reach. Uh, so I, that, that's, that's the motivator. I, I think I would add uh, to Jeff's comment on the customer demand, which we've certainly seen, but it's also, we're seeing some new technologies, some new structures for how we set up hardware that IPMI can't handle, right? And, and even, and there's, and trying to extend it would be foolish in this time era. So moving towards a RESTful protocol gives us not only a chance to break the protocol, but a chance to say, how do we want to represent the underlying infrastructure so that we can ex actually explode some new innovation in, in the ecosystem. Now, HP and Intel are in the room talking about this. Um, what are the full scope of companies that are involved in this, and where does it grow from there? So the the the, the four companies that are part of the Redfish Group, uh, you know, is is, is HP and uh, uh, Intel, uh, Emerson Network Power, and Dell. 
uh, and you know, that that group was is very small because uh, it, you know, it, it took a long time to, to bring people on board of this. Uh, but we wanted to get you know really experts and folks that had a lot of skin in the game in terms of delivering implementations of these types of products uh, you know, to get something together to get it roughly complete and then uh, do, do the completion within a standards body so that we could have you know, input from anybody who is an exporter or has a, is an end user or has uh, some idea that, you know, is better than what we came up with and we want to be all ears for that. So, uh, you know, so that's kind of where the, we're at now. We're about to uh, contribute all this work to a new forum that's been created in the DMTF, which is the Distributed Management Task Force, the standards body. Uh, that a new forum was created specifically to, to own this specification going forward. You know, Obviously, we like to see things built around standard frameworks. Billy, can you talk in this context in particular, what would be the risk if we had fragmented delivery? Yeah, we've had fragmentation in this industry a few yeah, times, so we actually times. know what the pattern looks like. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, back at HP and Compaq, we battled it on a number of fronts. But to what you end up having to do is, as manufacturers and as uh, technology providers, we, have to, we end up having to support somehow multiple threads. And, and it just ends up costing the technology providers more time and money. It ends up costing our customers time and money because somehow they've got to rationalize all of this mess too. And so it really puts a lot of pressure on us, the, the Redfish activity here, to get it to a point where the manufacturers can not only innovate, but that, that there can be an actual usable, consistent implementation across vendors. Uh, it's certainly in our interest as Intel to see the market grow, but, but our interest actually is served best with the DevOps who are going to be the users of this, mm -hmm. and we want them exploding, and they explode when it's easy to approach, easy to use, and the complexity is, is somehow absorbed. You know, and obviously, Jeff, you're working with one of your primary competitors in Redfish, yep. so, you know, obviously you don't see this as the place to differentiate your, your solutions to no, your customers. No, yeah, the, the, the description of it, and I've, and I've used this analogy uh, amongst my executives to, to, you know, for the same kinds of questions, like, oh my gosh, you're going you're gonna to teach the competitors everything. We're like, well, no, it's, this is, this is um, I'm just giving you the layout of the time machine. So, you know, I, I, you can set mm -hmm. the destination, uh, you know, check to see if your grandfather's alive, and, you know, and know, you know, be, you know be alerted if there's a paradox. But I didn't tell you how to build a time machine. Uh, so, you know, we get the benefits that anybody can now drive these products. Uh, but, you know, how you actually made it work well, you know, exercise left to the reader. So, Bill, you, you, you kind of branch predicted a use of these APIs in DevOps. Who, who are the folks that you're aiming this at in, in you know, full scale? Interesting, compared to where we were 15 years ago with IPMI, where we were targeting the management platform makers, now we actually see the DevOps guys who, who yes, they depend upon open source tools and, and management vendors, but they want to go grab the data themselves. And so as you, as you go talk to the telcos, as you talk to the, data, the, the cloud service providers, their DevOps guys want to be able to extract the telemetry, the instrumentation, the configuration, the controls, and they want to go drive it. Mm -hmm. and, and so will they use, you know, Nagios? And, yeah, of course they will. That stuff won't change. But they're, they're suddenly finding that there's whole sets of data streams that, that are valuable to them. And, and we know as, as technology providers, there's instrumentation we've never been able to really expose. You know, LibVirt's great for some parts of Kimu, but it doesn't nearly answer the whole question. And now we have a way that we can go take some innovation in the platform and go start exposing it. I think this is a tremendous step forward. Yeah, the ability for these guys to, to take, you know, really you know, a half an hour worth of, of Python coding, pull out little pieces of data and do something with it that we have, you know, we never had dreamed never of. would have dreamed of that. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. the real power of this. And, and, and that's what the RESTful and the JSON and all the sort of the modern tool pieces just make that possible. I mean, I, I started working with this and was writing a little Python myself and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, three lines of code. 
and you, you got an answer. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just think about what that would take in C or C++ you know, 15 years ago, and, and it's just astonishing. It makes you feel old. But it, <laughs> you know, it, it does. Well, I have gray hair to prove I'm old, yeah. but you know, it's, it's also on the device side of this equation where you know, 15 years ago we had microcontrollers to implement IPMI, exactly. and we didn't have a lot of horsepower. That's not the same equation now. Now, we still don't have unlimited, but we, so we still got to be smart about what we put in the protocol, but now the, the, uh, the managed object can actually be a lot smarter in how it participates in the scheme here. And I, so I think you know, this, this opens up some new doors that, frankly, haven't been, able to, haven't been able to open. So I got a simple question. IPMI, you mentioned it. It's been around for a long time. Um, what happens to all of the legacy infrastructure out there that's utilizing IPMI when Redfish gets introduced? And is there a transition path here? Is it just they coexist for a while? What, what's well, that all about? Clearly, everybody has to replace all their hardware. So <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Not happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if, if only it was that simple, right? Yeah. There, there's two parts to that. I think is, is first is that the uh, the Redfish specification has been designed to not explode out of the footprint of, of what a, a modern uh, you know BMC or management product looks like today. If something has an IPMI stack and a web server or you know, a GUI, you know, a web page for, for controlling device, then you've effectively got probably about 90% of the, of the code already there that, that you would need to support Redfish. So, uh, so that was the first thing, making sure that you could implement this on a device that, that has that support today. Uh, and then you know, as far as a transition, uh, you know, the, the, there's a chicken and egg here from both ends of the wire. You've got to have you know, devices that, that emit the Redfish thing, and you also need uh, you know, applications to consume it. And so you know, between the, the, the folks that can roll their own, you know, we're expecting out of our DMTF forum to seed that marketplace with some open source tools, something that maybe looks like an IPMI tool, a Python library, some validation scripts, those kinds of things to help folks, you know, start that transition process. Well, so I'm fairly certain. I mean, I, I know that tools exist to manage systems based on IPMI. Those aren't going away. Those aren't going away. And we'll build new systems and they'll continue to support IPMI. But as the DevOps guys find out what they can do with the new interfaces, there's going to be a definite pull to get those new interfaces Absolutely. implemented and in systems. So there will be there will be a long period of overlap. Do we still have SNMP agents? We certainly we? do. <laughs> in fact, we, I think we actually expanded our support for that just recently. So that figures. So I mean, the, that's uh, evidence. Yeah, the, the, it's not going to Yeah, the most probably the most interesting place for for Redfish in terms of a transition is going to be in the in the multi-node, you know, chassis. Uh, you know, where where performing actions on those things are very difficult with IPMI and require all kinds of vendor-specific uh, extensions and, you know, and I would call it, you know, unnatural acts to, you know, to make that function. So, you know, I think when you look at the, uh, when a DevOps guy goes and takes a look at the, here's the nine steps you need to do to do bridging commands and so on and so forth to make an IPMI command work, uh, or here's the Redfish thing that, oh, by the way, the script already exists uh, and it works the same as if it did, if it was a single node, then, you know, they're, they're going to they're gonna look at that and say, I think I, I, think I would rather do that and, and take the rest of the day off. So as we looked at the rack scale architecture, we certainly saw the need and the gaps, and we're looking, pursuing our own methods. And when uh, you know HP, Dell, and Emerson approached, it was clearly you know this is the right foundation to build upon to go to go implement. And why would we Intel want to go create yet another you know splinter? Right? Let's go. Let's go make one answer for the industry, as you touched on earlier. Now I know that there's been some talk and, and articles published about security and IPMI. How does Redfish address security? 
So you know, just from the from the ground up, it's been you know it's based on the web standards. So you know HTTPS and, and all mm -hmm. the you know the rest of the protocol pieces that come with that. So it, it's been thought of from the beginning. Uh, you know, so it's the protocols, the sockets, everything that, that the administrators and DevOps guys already know and understand. And so they know that, you know, there, there will still be obviously be best practices that need to be performed, uh, you know, to, to, to secure things. And, uh, you know, it, it's number one, it's, it's from the ground up using those protocols and using the things that are already known to be best practice. But secondly is, uh, is allowing, uh, you know, these little devices to now, uh, you know, fit into an area where, you know, they're not driven into poor practices by having, you know, individual nodes with, you know, with name and passwords and so forth and allowing, uh, you know, allowing them to, to be, act like grown-ups, I guess, probably. I think there's a there's another angle here, <clears throat> excuse me, that we, we often don't talk about, which is the, the security of a platform is determined by the, by how you, ha how you configure the platform. And if you're, and you have to do two things, you have to get visibility to how it's currently configured and then you have to go manipulate it. And Redfish gives us the ability to gather that that uh, configure, current configuration in a much, much more straightforward form and to exercise the control. So it's not just the security of the protocol itself, which IPMI certainly had uh, barriers in, in terms of how you could do it, but this also opens up how we can manage the security of the platform in addition or monitor it and measure it. So I, I think there's it's, it's not just the protocol here. When you hear about uh, API conversations, you sometimes hear about something called Smash. Um, is Redfish like Smash? Is there any collaboration there? Uh, you know, when we when we started looking at the uh, at, at defining the protocol, uh, you know, we took a look at how much could we leverage from the previous you know management standards like Smash and the SIM model and so forth. And and as Billy said, you know that stuff was all uh, crafted you know with a with a heavy you know, heavy is probably not the right word, a very rich application at the other end of the wire that was going to consume that. And so there's a significant amount of, uh, of, of power available in those interfaces. Uh, and, with that, and with that power comes great complexity. So with a, it's kind of a different operating model and a different customer uh, experience, uh, you know, this is really much simpler. And, uh, and quite honestly, when, if you look at Redfish now, uh, there are some maybe little hints of some of those, of some of those old, uh, you know, the previous generations. So some of ideas stuff. that carried forward. So some ideas that carry forward, but boy, there's almost none of the structure remain because as we as we looked at it, it just is. You know what? This is this is our time to make a clean clean break. Do it simple from scratch, and that's kind of where where we where we landed. At least the evidence I've seen is the hyperscale guys weren't actually able to make Smash work for them. No, no. Well, that's kind of a limiter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And given that we're trying to address new markets with new architectures. Yeah, and, and there's certainly lots of implementations out there of, of the various protocols, and, and just like IPMI, those things are going to stick around for a long time, uh, you know, and, and especially in the enterprise space where folks have a lot of tools that are using that, uh, you know, they shouldn't expect any major changes there, but it's it's really the, the scale-out, uh, you know, guys are, are the ones that were the underserved market, and so that's where we try to address first. Now, you mentioned rack-scale architecture as a potential um, target for the Redfish work. Um, what other types of platforms are, are at play here? And you know, do, do groups like OCP have a role to engagement or that kind of thing? So, so I, one of the things I love about Redfish is we're getting started and we're going to be acting immediately, right? And now, now that doesn't mean the scope covers everything we want covered, but what it means is we can get action and we can get going and we can start setting the patterns immediately. 
Uh, and so I, there's clearly the need to embrace networking and storage as we, as we, as we move around here. Um, so I, you know, there, there's plenty of room to go here. Now, Rackscale introduces some other additional concepts that we're going to need to work. You know, how do those fit into Redfish if they do? Maybe they need to bail somewhere else. I don't, I'm not emotional on that. I think we want to solve the customer's problem in a way that works for them. And uh, Redfish is going to give us a, a heck of a head start here. Now, I, I firmly believe that we have to have, let's call them non-Rackscale systems, existing legacy systems have to have the support first, right? And then, and then we'll, we'll work with our partners to make sure that Rackscale implements Redfish as a first-order protocol, and we do it right. What about um, the next big milestone for success? You've got Redfish out here. You've talked about you're moving it into a standards organization. If you look out 12 months, what do you want to have accomplished by that point? Well, first, we'd like to have a you know a final ratified version of the specification. That'll be our that'll be our first goal. And so, uh, you know, as standards bodies go, you know, the DMTF has been restructured, you know, very recently in the last few weeks, you know, to help speed adoption and the, and get the process, you know, kind of out of the way, uh, you know, so that they can act much more like an agile, uh, you know, what we would kind of expect from like a more of an open source organization. So, so I think our our goal is number one is to get get you know works in progress posted, uh, you know, so that folks can provide comments and feedback. Uh, Get that specification ratified. I would. It would be great. Is is you know if, if a year from now we're actually looking at uh, you know a dozen new schemas and areas of uh, you know of resource pools and networking and storage and and just inundated with customers uh, asking us for you know more and more and more data. Uh, you know more things to be added to the spec. Uh, I think you said it. I'd I'd like to see us with some uh, implementations in open source. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So so that the DevOps guys. It's don't all part of the, It's all part of the chicken and the egg. It right. Is, we need is. both of them. Yeah. Yeah. But it, you know, so I, I think. Having that ecosystem get energized, you know, I, I, we're hosting a meetup tonight, right? And I, I think that's just one example. I'd like to see us get some energy and some passion and excitement in this. You know, nothing like people pounding on you because you're missing a feature. That'd be a great problem be a to great have. Problem <laughs> have yeah. That's a good point, Billy. There's going to be a Redfish meetup uh, tonight from, I believe, 5 to 7 at the Thirsty Bear in San Francisco. So if you're listening online, you want to check it out, come meet the big guys of Redfish. Uh, come on by. But one last question I have for you guys, if folks want to get involved in this and they want to start learning more, do you guys have a website that they can go to and a place to go find out more information? Yeah, we certainly do. It's actually at redfishspecification.org. Uh, they can register there. Uh, actually, you can just get a taste of the spec by just by browsing around with it. Uh, if you register, uh, then you can actually get the access to the full specification and uh, on all of the schemas, which which represent all the available data that's been modeled so far. Uh, there's a feedback form there that you know. Please uh, send us any feedback, uh, and that uh, you know if you're not part, if you're a developer or somebody involved in the industry, uh, getting involved with the DMTF, uh, the work group is the Scalable Platform Management Forum. Uh, and that is just getting started. We actually have our first meeting on Tuesday. So uh, lots of ways to get involved, but you know, regardless of uh, what your size organization or your role in the industry, we want to hear your feedback from this. Those are great examples of, how, of where to go get involved, and they're actionable today. And, and I, you know, if, to the extent that you can give us feedback on usability and gaps, I, that, that's the home run part we're looking for, because we're in a form, forming stage now. So if you find ways that it can, we can make it simpler or more effective, then that's what we want to hear. That's fantastic. Well, guys, uh, you know, a lot of people have been buzzing about Redfish at IDF this week. The people that know what's important in terms of technology innovation are thinking this is a really cool thing. I'm sure we're going to be hearing a lot more about this in the, in the next 12 months. We'd love to have you back on the program sometime. Love to be here, Allison. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Thanks so much. Allison. 
Visit ChipChat online at intel.com slash chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash bigdata, intel.com slash cloud, and intel.com slash data center optimization.